Hi, I'm Dr. Dave Janda, and please welcome to our Operation Freedom platform, WeThePeopleProcessing.com. You know, are, are you tired of being threatened to be canceled just because you have a company focused on liberty and freedom? Well, worry no more, folks. WeThePeopleProcessing.com is your go-to merchant services, freedom-based company to provide business service payment solutions. We The People Processing provides their clients a cancel culture free platform which is domestically based. They provide competitive rates, no contracts with next day funding, a fully vetted and like-minded financial infrastructure and full support for integrations, implementation and e-commerce efforts. Bottom line, WeThePeopleProcessing.com focuses on defending your company's free market growth, values, and future. Check them out at www.wethepeopleprocessing.com. Once you're on the site, enter in password Operation Freedom or call 855-499-2024. That's WeThePeopleProcessing.com. Then, when on the website, Enter Operation Freedom as your password or call 855-499-2024. It's time for Operation Freedom with your host, Dr. Dave Janda, on Southeast Michigan's conservative powerhouse, Wham Talk 1600. Welcome back to Operation Freedom, folks. I'm Dr. Dave Janda, broadcasting from our ancillary bunker, linked to our main freedom bunker in the People's Republic of Ann Arbor. We're here every Sunday for you live from 2 to 5 Eastern, also available 24-7 at DaveJanda.com. I am honored to have back with me someone who is a very dear friend and someone who is, I believe, one of the best journalists in the world. She is an independent journalist who has taken on the syndicate in hand-to-hand -hand combat for years. Sarah Westall provides incredible analytical skills and ability to what is happening on a regional basis, a national basis, and an international basis, which is why she gets so much blowback and heat from the syndicate. Uh, they have targeted Sarah, they have canceled Sarah. Well, they've tried, but it hasn't worked. And the reason is, is because Sarah's insight and her information that she provides is so valuable that the public networks it. Even when the syndicate tries to block that networking, the public still finds a way to network her information. Her background, she is a, a successful entrepreneur, a, a business executive. She, uh, her, her background is, uh, and this, this drives, this drives the, the deep state nuts. Uh, her career started actually at the center of the internet revolution at U.S. West Communications. Uh, Sarah promote, was promoted multiple times to eventually become director of the advanced networking group responsible for all the systems designs and development of enterprise, the internet networking arm of U.S. West. She's a partner in Galax Consulting. She has a phenomenal platform, Sarah Westall, W-E-S-T-A-L-L.com. 
It's my honor to welcome back my friend and your friend and every person who values freedom's friend, Sarah Westall. So, Sarah, welcome back to the Operation Freedom Show and Platform. Thanks, Dave. It's always a pleasure to be with you. So, Sarah, I want to start on an issue that you've tackled and I've tackled, and we brought someone forward for a number of years. You've done so, I've done so, but very few others have. I'm not sure if anyone else has, actually. And it was an individual, an incredible, courageous individual by the name of Kevin Annett. And he brought information forward about how the Canadian government, the United States government, the royal family, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the Catholic Church, the Protestant Church, were involved in these residential schools for native Canadians and and actually is south of the Canadian border in in the United States as well. And that they, um, they abused these children, they trafficked these children, they killed these children by the thousands, they destroyed the indigenous populations and when Kevin came out with this, with these, with the data and the facts and the documentation, everyone ran away from him. You did not. I did not. Many people called Kevin, I mean, just terrible things, including conspiracy theorists and the same with you and me. But in fact, Sarah, it's all come full circle. The Canadian government it has now admitted. Really has. The Canadian government has admitted even though they denied it for years, the Canadian government has admitted what Kevin brought forward was 100% accurate. And now this week, the Pope apologized for the Catholic Church's role in Canadian residential school system. Educate our listener, Sarah, on the background on this and where, and where it is now. Oh, he is such a fearless person. I'm really glad that you're bringing this up. The it, it's not uh, an exaggeration to say that he was smeared and is from all sides. It was I, I remember you introduced me to him a, a long time ago now, and the smear campaign against him was so fierce. And I I talked to you about it. Wow, you know the smear campaign. It was really incredible. And then I finally just went and dug. You stuck by him, and I dug into all the things that people were sending. And there was just no basis of fact. I mean, it was so shallow. And it really taught me a lot about how they go after and smear people because they don't have, it's a shallow, you know, and the links that you send are, you know, back and forth to made-up stories. And and then if you, you go into the made-up stories, you realize there's nothing there. And it was so incredible what I was watching and, and experiencing and, and he was kidnapped when he went over the border. And other people I was working with who I later found out were probably deep state players and, you know, MI6 and so forth were threatening them. And I thought they were all on, you know, fighting for kids who were trafficked. And I couldn't believe what I was watching going on. You remember all that, right? And then he sure was do. kidnapped in the border. And then we did an investigation to find out what the heck was going on. And you had some of your contacts in the FBI and intelligence 
you know, talk about some of the things that were going on and some of the people that we were dealing with. And, you know, they confirmed a lot of what we were <laughs> dealing with as well, that, you know, he, Kevin Annette is probably the most courageous person. He's fearless. Yes. He's going after, he can't not be. I think he's ran into the thing where he's like, I can't live my life and not do this because he was a pastor right he was he had his own church and he learned that his own people you know there's it was growing it was doing it was thriving and he couldn't figure out why the local native american community wouldn't go to his church and they kind of you know laughed about it you know not in a i mean they're just kind of like well of course we're not going to and then they explained to him that they've been persecuted and and showed them that there are these graves of children and 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 then so he started digging he didn't believe them at first you know he was like oh come on he just couldn't believe that the church would be and the state would be involved in something that barbaric you know that uh, is something that we all have a problem getting our minds around at first and but he started digging into it and learning and talking to people and learning what the truth was and then he brought he, he's a good person he brought it to the church thinking you know we need to address this and look into it and he was naive like the rest of us he didn't know that the church would come back and abuse him too in the process and and deny everything and the reason why is they did not want him looking into this because they knew this was a big can of worms and he thought that they could we could put it behind us and address it and, and embrace these native americans back into the community but while he was given an education of a lifetime and what happened was they went after him big time they fired him they broke up his marriage they did everything they could to hurt this person and all that did is make him stronger and and prove to him that what the native americans were saying was true because he saw their evil behavior firsthand some of the people that he was fighting with the native americans were were murdered in the process of trying to you know disclose this information but you know the state was our canada was always covering it up you know it also includes the united states but since he's in canada he really didn't have to deal with the united states much although these residential schools were in the u.s as well Mm -hmm. But he dealt more with the Vatican and with the resident, you know, with the state in Canada. But lately they couldn't hide anymore because they found these mass graves of children. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, they're still covering it up. They wouldn't let other people in there. They were, they were going to, out of respect for the people, the state was going to go in there and, you know, give it a proper um, cleaning and burial and all this stuff they don't want anybody else going in there and so that way they could they could whitewash it and not let people see how bad it really was but the problem was all that information was coming out anyways and the mass graves were becoming too they could not keep that the lid on the news is what happened and the native american community was up in arms and they this reinvigorated their community and he's been working with them for a long time and he had alliances he has this republic of canada which is a is a a means of gaining freedom in canada but he's been aligning with them quite a bit and or a lot and 
they uh, were going to arrest the Pope if the Pope visited Canada. And uh, and so the Pope's insider people said, you can't go to Canada. These people are serious. You can't go. So they canceled their trip to Canada. And it was a big deal. It was all over the news. And now they are, he said that what I talked to him to this morning before we got on the show, because I wanted to ask him some questions on some things that just came out this week and his response to it. Mm-hmm. But w- what I'm hearing is that uh, they, you know, they were essentially freaked out, the technical word, I guess. <laughs> and they regrouped and figured out how to address this situation because it's been, it became too clear to the people that the state and the church was involved in mass murder and a cover-up for years. Because why suddenly is this something you're going to admit to? Right. And um, so what they did is they issued an official apology kind of scenario. And Kevin, you know, the, the, the people are not having it, the Native Americans. Now, I, I asked him, well, let me, let me, how do I want to, I have a lot I want to say here. He they're still upset with them. They don't, not just upset, they want to arrest them. They want to bring justice to the situation. And I asked them, well, who are the Native Americans that went to the Vatican and are doing these negotiations or peaceful settlements and stuff? And, you know, what he said to me makes so much sense. He says, Sarah, it's the same as what happens all over the world where they're putting leaders in, and we know this all too well, Mm-hmm. where they put the leadership, you know, like they did in Ukraine in 2014, like they did in the United States in 2020. They did it all over the world where they put the leadership they want that they can control. And that's what they've been doing in the Native American community, you know, for decades. But the Native Americans have their own underground, their traditional way of having their leadership. You know, it's not their puppets and they have a traditional leadership um, hierarchy. And that is never talked about in the media, but the actual people themselves respect it and follow it. And those are the people he works with and that he aligns with. And the people that the Vatican is aligning with are the puppets that, you know, the state puts in place and the governments. And, you know, we're, we're all too familiar with that. And so that is what we're seeing in the media not the other side where they still want to arrest the Pope if the Pope comes. And he sent me an official thing that he asked that I would read on the air. Uh, It's a quote from him on his response about the Pope's apology. And this is what he said to me. He he asked me and I said, would you want me to read it? And he goes, yeah, please read this on the air. And I said, okay. He says, an apology under the law is not an expression of regret, but a defense of an action. By issuing an apology for Indian residential schools, Jorge Berglio is saying publicly, you know, that's the poll, mm-hmm. that he and his church are legally indemnified and are not liable for damages or prosecution. But his apology is irrelevant and a criminal distraction since he already stands convicted and censored under inter- convicted and sentenced under international law for the residential school genocide, and he faces an arrest. By not answering charges and summons, he has admitted his guilt. The issue is not what he says now, but how he will be arrested and his institution dis- disestablished and it is as it has been under international law. That's how these people believe. Because if you can, uh, the, the quote ends, 
if you can hide and cover up mass genocide, and he actually has covered up a lot of things that are still going on today by the state and by the authorities that are being covered up. And so these people are not okay <laughs> with an apology is the bottom line. Well, we're and talking so about- a lot here, Dave. Well, sh- okay. there is. And, and in fact, the, the numbers on this, Sarah, um, I believe we're talking over 150,000 indigenous children were separated from their families, forced to attend these schools and facilities that were focused on stripping them of their culture, their language. Um, and, And many of these children by the thousands were subjected to medical experiments that were, they were uh, uh, abused, some tortured. Yeah, abused is an understatement. And and, and at least 10,000 were murdered and and their graves have been unearthed. Well, well, they found that about 50% of these these children did not make it out alive of these schools. I mean, just let that sink in. And they were systematically abused. They were raped. They were um, ashamed in every sort of way you can imagine for having the, the guilt, the audacity of being born a Native American in the eyes of the state. They wanted to erase these people from the face of the earth and especially their culture. And it showed in how they treated them, but it was beyond just wanting to erase them. In the process of wanting to erase them, they abused and tortured these little children. And it it is very well documented, but like I said, over well, about 50%, I don't want to exaggerate, but 50%, and that's very well documented, did not make it out alive of these schools. So imagine what kind of environment can exist where 50% of the children die. Mm-hmm. And then the kids that do make it out, they're so mentally messed up yeah. that that's why you're seeing yeah. the... Um, the instability that you saw in the Indian communities for so long, the alcohol problems, the abuse of you know, families. I mean, if you, if you, that's what you saw when you're growing up, you, it, it creates a, an unstable family environment to say the least. And then they seeded alcohol in the, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, and, and this was a huge money well, thing that, too, right? They wanted to move these kids out because they were going to inherit essentially the land from their elders. And if they could annihilate, as you mentioned, genocide, the population, then the land would get turned over to the state and the state could then sell it to industry. I mean, th- this is oh, the, yeah, there's there's like, there's always that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but that's also why they put the puppet leaders in the native American communities, because they use you know, they've changed their, their goals with some of these Native American lands because now that they have all these puppets in there, they actually have figured out how to use that jurisdiction 
of the native land as a way to do all sorts of uh, trafficking and different activities away from the laws that we have to ab abide by. They get away with doing different things on the Native American lands. Not that the, the Native Americans themselves can't do it as long as they're working with the state, but they do a lot of, I mean, if you research some of that, they, even in the United States, we're doing a the Wall Street companies and money laundering and drug, um, you know, trafficking and human trafficking. So much of that happens on the Indian lands, the Native American lands, because it's not tracked and it's not the laws of that land is not the same. And they get away with a lot of stuff. So they've actually now use it as a means of going around the system. Our state does and the Canadian state. And Kevin but even using them as uh, go ahead. Kevin even linked it in with the royal family as well, correct? Oh, oh yeah. Oh well, once you you know you get into that whole cult that they have happening, which I, I know you've covered that on numerous shows, where they have the we have this incredible satanic. It's not satanic. What it is is well, you can call it satanic. It it is the old religion that they never stopped following from thousands of years ago. And the the well ultra wealthy just kept it going. It was always their religion of sacrificing and you know pre Christianity that was what the religion was. They just never stopped it. And they kept doing it and in fact I think it got more evil um, because they, it wasn't just a religion of all the people. It was just a religion of the people with the most amount of money. And as we know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And these people are getting almost to the point where they have absolute power. And we can see in the way that they act, they act so courageously. I would say it's evil courageous. They, they don't care what we see anymore. They're not even trying to hide their actions. It's so blatant in, in, in our face now. But these people still follow that old religion. A lot of people call it satanic. And it, 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 whatever it is, it's that old religion where they sacrifice people. And they have this barbaric religion that we thought we shed a long time ago because we thought we evolved as a, a humanity. But no, they kept this religion. They think it brings them power. And they've always kept it. But they, as part of this religion, they sacrifice young children. Mm -hmm. And these young children were often and still often are taken from the Native American communities. And they caught the Queen of England going to this, this school, this residential school, and taking a group of children that never returned. And so they documented that research that had all the proof and the facts. and. That was what they, one of the, one of many things they uncovered, where are the children? And they kept asking, where are these children? And, you know, of course they're, they just did a cover up and they smeared Kevin and his whole group, his, a lot of the people that fought with Kevin, Kevin's very public. So with him, they have a little bit harder time taking him out and not creating a martyr, but the people who aren't famous around him are, are at very high risk because a lot of people are killed around him. And 
so people are, are um, they, they know now how to go do things in a way that they can be safe and bring things forward. And now that things are more public, you know, with these mass graves and things, it, that overnight made them safer because people now know that this is the truth. But, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg of the crimes that are going on everywhere. And, and it's, it's starting to emerge and people are starting to realize that we're dealing with the criminal element here that is much deeper and um, evil, if you will. It's their religion embedded everywhere that is surfacing all over the world. And, and unfortunately, you know, I, Sarah, and I know you've covered that quite a bit. Well, and unfortunately, Sarah, the vast majority of people that are in positions of power, if that's what you want to call it, are all compromised by this same criminal element, which is why, which is why we never see justice delivered and why things continue to exactly. cycle into this into this abyss. You know, Sarah, if I'd like to ask your permission for to stay another half hour, and the reason why is because what we saw with this genocide in Canada that Kevin Annett was the only person to bring forward. We're also seeing a, a, a genocide in Ukraine. And frankly, yes. the very people that were involved in the genocide in Canada, as far as the globalists, are the same very people that are involved in the genocide that's occurring in Ukraine. And you have some direct links with that. And I want to discuss that further. Are you able to do that for us? Yeah, sure. I'll stay on. Folks, you're listening to Operation Freedom. We're going to do a second half hour with Sarah Westall as we dissect into what's really going on in Ukraine. You're listening to Operation Freedom. Dave Janda on Southeast Michigan's conservative powerhouse, Wham Talk 1600. Welcome back to Operation Freedom, folks. I'm Dr. Dave Janda, broadcasting from our ancillary bunker, linked to our main freedom bunker in the People's Republic of Ann Arbor. We're here live for you every Sunday from 2 to 5 Eastern, but also available 24-7 at DaveJanda.com. Extra shows, extra content, extra guests, extra analysis, archives to all of our shows. We hope you become part of our Freedom family. We're honored to have a second segment with our very dear friend and fantastic investigative journalist and independent journalist, Sarah Westall. Sarah Westall, W-E-S-T-A-L-L, sarahwestall.com. And, and uh, if you missed our first half hour, well, it will be, be available in our archives on the uh, homepage that our wingman, Derek Stone, will have, have up by 8 p.m. tonight. In addition, I did an interview a number of years ago with uh, Kevin Annett that's on our homepage. If you go to the featured interview page, if you want more information about this, this, uh, there's no other way to describe it, as Sarah did, a, a genocide 
that is occurring that occurred in in um, in these residential schools and in these Indian reservations in Canada as well as in the United States. And many people say, "Well, wh- why would government officials go along with this?" And, and Sarah, you can tell me if I'm wrong on this. But the reason why they went along with this is because they were told to go along with it by their puppeteers, by the people who owned them and controlled them. And the reason they were willing to go along with these evil activities is because they're all compromised. And they're told, if you don't go along with it, we are going to expose you and you will be ruined. Now, Sarah, is that conspiracy theory? Do you believe that's more accurate than anything else? Well, that's true. I mean, that's what goes on. And I think we were we weren't blessed with what happened over COVID, but there's always positives and negative situations. And I think if anything, it showed, you know, you ask why would all these doctors go along with what happened with COVID? Why would all these administrators shut our schools down and do all these things? Why are people going along with something that has been so bad for the people? And it, you know, it, it that this is on a larger scale, but it and the, the reason why for the people who knew better, not most a lot of people didn't know better. They actually were snowed by the propaganda, but the people who knew better and knew the damage and knew what was going to happen, they went along with it because they were going to be smeared by the media. They were going to get fired or lose their jobs, and there was nothing they felt they could do. A lot of people said, heck with that, I'm doing it anyways. Well, Kevin Annett is one of those people saying, heck with it, I'm going to do it anyways. But that's what, and, and it's also, a lot of people didn't know it was going on because the only people that did were the people close to the situation. And the people, clo- all, I don't know how you could get all these nuns and all these people who worked in the, the schools to do it. Uh, it gets back to the point that this isn't really their religion. The people who are the closest to it, they really, the the Catholic, the Christian, they're not Christians. The people who are closest to us, they they have that other religion that they follow. And the Christian Christians, Christianity is a front for this other religion that, you know, I say to, to make it look like to the rest of us that they're good people. They, they use charities Often, it's mm-hmm. one of the ways they use, one of the things they use most is charities. Religion is one, it's so easy to manipulate people through religion. Uh, and well, now think like a bad person does. You know, well, and we see, this, we see this with the human traffic, the trafficking that's occurring with these NGOs from the southern border, right? A, a number of religious organizations yeah. are, 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 are not looking out for the welfare of the communities where these people are going. They're not looking out for the welfare of the people that they're bringing there. But they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to do so. And in, in, in the process, they're putting communities in harm's way. And they're frankly taking these people that are here illegally and putting them in harm's way because they're not, they don't have the skill set in, in many respects to, 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 to survive. Yeah, I mean, if if the women and children are being raped at what eighty percent of the yeah. of them are being raped, themselves, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of what what is this? I mean, it's obvious that this is an issue. This is beyond. We're here to be merciful, and we need to let people in our country. 
really? When this is how many people are being raped along the way? And then you're taking busloads of kids and putting them in these names. There's more going on here. And anybody who has a brain willing to to allow it to, to look at the truth can see what's really going on. The thing is, is that what people have a hard time with is that you probably uh, volunteer at a, or go to a church and everything you see is what you believe. It's They're Christians. They're true Christians. They believe in being a good person. They follow Jesus Christ. They follow what it means to, to be a Christian. And so when you're in part, you like, there's no way that the Catholic church is doing this or whatever church is doing this because my church doesn't do that. Well, it's like, well, you're probably in something that's good, but be careful because if you go a couple levels up, they might be manipulating you too. I mean, you don't know. And the point is, is that that's what they use and hide behind. And the other groups that you relate with, because your group might not be doing it, doesn't mean that these other ones aren't. It's hard to get your mind around, but because it's the easiest, most effective way to manipulate people, that's what they do. You're not talking to a sociopath and a crazy person, and they're not thinking about, oh, it's wrong to do this. They're not thinking about that. They're thinking about what is the easiest, most effective way I can get something done. And they don't care. A sociopath will act a certain way and be a different way when you're not looking. And That's we have, what makes them so crazy. And we have a government, you name the country, that is essentially comprised of sociopaths and psychopaths. I want to play a clip recently from Joe Biden who went off teleprompter talking about essentially blackmailing. D- Derek, Derek, hit that clip and let's get Sarah's take because it's, it's directly attributable to our conversation here. We established a new civil rights a new civil rights cause of action for those whose intimate images were shared on the public screen. How many times have you heard that everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line that in an intimate relationship, what happened was the guy takes a familiar picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position and then literally in a sense blackmails him or mortifies him. Send it out, put it online. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. They're becoming so brazen. Right. And, and, and and unfortunately, you know, Sarah, I go back to 1989 and a conversation I had with a very known political figure. We were at a meeting at the white house and we were, this is when uh, we were walking outside and, uh, we were walking to lunch and I said to this person, what percentage of people in Washington are blackmailed, compromised, controlled. By that I mean people in Congress, of their staff and the like, their staffs and the like. And without a bat in an eye, this guy looked at me and he goes, this is 1989. Dave, 95%. If that well-known political figure was alive today and I asked him that same question, I believe his answer would be 99.9%. And I believe that's one of the reasons why well, we're in this predicament. Did you predicament. see the article that? Did, did you see Madison Cawthorn, what he came out with? I did. He said that lawmakers invited him to a sexual orgy. And he, he said people who he respected or he thought he respected before were people who invited him. 
and they were there at this orgy doing cocaine and all these other things. And these are the lawmakers that he respected. So, I mean, put that in context. It's it's hard to get your mind around it. And they know how to talk on television and make you think that that they care. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell people, but this is their currency. Blackmail and bribes are their currency so they can get done what they want to get done. They don't see it as bad. They see it as a means of doing business. It's their currency. It's their way. They need things to get done and they need to figure out it's too expensive to do it any other way. So this is what they use to do it. And so I say it's too expensive to have anybody without integrity up there. And to do that is too expensive to a civilized society. Mm. But to them, to get what they want done, it's too expensive to not use it. And Sarah, one of the cesspools for human trafficking weapons trafficking, money laundering trafficking, um, uh, drug trafficking, is Ukraine. And educate our listeners on the recent interview you did with a whistleblower from Latvia about the banking system there and about what's really going on in Ukraine. Well, he has more than I think he even realizes he has. Um, and what he shared with me was just incredible. I, he represent, re, was brought in to represent a Latvia bank in Latvia, which is north of Ukraine. And what he uncovered, he was there to, be, to help them with their, their reputation and to help them because they had this reputation of not, you know, within the community of just not, being good guys and and they claim they were and he was supposed to help them with their reputation well as he learned he realized the degree of what they were doing there which was you know trafficking laundering money for the worst criminals in the area and when i'm talking not just area in the world and basically it all went back to uh this development bank called C- the CBRD. It's the European Bank of Reconstruction and Development. Now, don't think it's not, um, it's just European because it was created, it was founded by the United States. There are, I can't remember, 57 countries involved with, with this bank, but the United States is the largest shareholder. We are the founding country of it. And it was it was found at the time that the Soviet Union went down. And it was specifically created so that we could, as supposedly, we could bring democracy to the ex-Soviet countries, okay? What it ends up being, at least what he ran into, and I have a feeling, because this is not just feeling, I know, because I've talked to enough people, it's a pattern of how they're using these development banks and these banks to cover up crimes. He's not the first whistleblower that I have talked to who has uncovered the same these same patterns. But this one is specifically with the Bank of Latvia and Ukraine and the KGB mafia out of um, you know, Russia. They're their main, the KGB's main money launderer. They are were the main money launderer for the president. I don't have his name in front of me right now. Yes, I do. The one in 2014 that was ousted um, of Ukraine, uh, what's his name, Poroshenko. Mm-hmm. And he, 
they what they were doing was you know the kgb laundering money for their human trafficking their um drug running i mean the worst crimes you could they were involved i mean like they're like any other mafia group the people the you know coming over our border they're doing the same human ukraine is the human uh trafficking capital of the world they traffic like a million young women out of that area a year i'm not I mean, this is the numbers I'm hearing, right? White women are young white women who they can make money on. Young white women is the number one slave in the world today. They're sex slaves, but they're slaves. And let that sink in, okay? Our young daughters, our white women, are the number one slave. It's not just, you know... (laughs) No, but slavery is evil in all its forms, is my point. Okay, but anyways, this bank was trafficking, you know, in Ukraine, and it was covered by OAN. I think they're the only news network that really covered it. Ukraine's entire treasury was cleaned out in 2014 when uh, Poroshenko left office. And that was this bank that he represented, this banking system, was his bank and he's he's pretty sure that that's where they laundered the money was from from ukraine and you know that whole treasury i mean they left it with i don't know 47 dollars or something can you imagine wiping out the entire treasury of the united states that's what they did to the ukrainian people so they couldn't pay for basic surgeries and all these things but anyways what happened is this development bank he brought this to the attention of the development bank and the development bank, not only did they not help try to solve this, they covered it up. Hmm. And then they also hired, along with the bank, they hired this company called Blue Star Strategies, which the founders were Sally Bank Painter and Karen Tramontano or whatever, but he worked with Sally Bank Painter. Karen Tramontano is her name. Um, he specifically worked with Sally Painter. Well, he initially worked with her before he realized all this stuff was going on. But what she did, instead of, let me tell you a little bit about her background before I get, dive in this too much. Blue Star Strategy, she was initially a Clinton administration official. She's deep in the Democratic Party. They have represented um, Hunter Biden. <laughs> they represented, Bur- well, they actually represented Burisma, I believe, through Hunter Biden and the Bidens. But they represented Burisma to they think he said he believes to bring hunter biden onto the board to help them with their um you know to have more political connections i mean this is how deep all this stuff goes but she also represented that the organization also did events with uh, um nato and the bank and i mean and they they covered up this whole thing instead of saying okay we need to uncover this and figure out what's going on and clean it up they smeared him, created false stories in the media, and painted out all this stuff as false, you know, as false, and that he, and that he was lying. And the media, the Western media, just falls in line and does what these people ask them to do. And so they're covering up for the entire treasury of the Ukraine, the Ukrainian people being stolen. They're covering up for the KGB, human trafficking. Mm-hmm. and all the money laundering they're doing mm-hmm. i mean we act like you know the oligarchs it's also tied to ukraine is tied to you know the oligarch that brought in Zelensky. 
you know, the what was his name? Um, Kolomowski. Mm-hmm. He paid for Zelensky. He bankrolled this whole campaign, mm-hmm. brought him in, and then he stole. He was a large banker, you know, one the largest bank in Ukraine. He stole most of the funds of the bank of Ukraine, and he's never arrested, even though Zelensky now is the president. It's kind of like, what? And and so all these things are going on, but the bank who we are, this is the other point, we are paying it with our tax money. Mm-hmm. We, the American taxpayers, fund this bank to cover up all this, all these things that are going on. And they can't claim, well, how can they claim that they're fighting that which they're covering up and protecting? You know, and then there was there was fourteen thousand, over fourteen thousand Russian civilians on the eastern side of Donbass who were slaughtered and murdered. And that's all covered up too. I mean, this is this is um incredible. This this interview I did with John Christmas is his name, this should go viral. Of course it won't, because it's very difficult to get it into the mainstream or get it past the the, the, the censorship is so complete right now with this Ukraine situation that it's very hard to penetrate. But this guy is is has all the he has the proof. He can prove it. He has the documentation. OAN, just like they have the documentation and the proof. There is so much evidence on what's going on in Ukraine. We and then we're fighting on their behalf instead of helping uncover all this information. I'm telling you, this is a nightmare situation and we really need to get to the bottom and what i believe is happening with development banks because now they're past they're not just helping the former soviet union they're in all these other countries i truly believe they're using these development banks as a vehicle to be able to implement their banker dictatorship if you will that harley schlinger keeps talking about and what they the central bankers have been talking about at the annual central banker bankers meeting where they want to go around governments and set their agendas and their um, their budgets. Because by using these development banks, they're already on track of doing that. And people want to, well, wait sense. a minute, why are, why are we getting this information from other sources? And, and Sarah, you've pointed out that the PR campaign structure that's used to manage information coming out of Ukraine about the Ukraine-Russian conflict is actually being managed out of London, and they're using 150 PR firms, globalist PR firms, to manage the narratives every day. Yeah, and that was, when I looked at that, I said, this is what is going on. Because like when when the whole thing came out, you know, Ukraine, it was, if it wasn't, this is stuff that people have to realize it was all at once across the entire Western world and the whole world, anybody that's in, you know, supposedly on our side, all in lockstep saying the same thing. And it was horrifying for me to watch this propaganda go on because I could see it in action. And people who should know better were sucked into this emotionally because they know how to how to emotionally get people engaged in this. But Yes, and, and this is what's been uncovered is that what they do, what this is this is a model of what they use, but this is exactly what they're using in this situation so that people can understand how they manage this stuff. But yes, it's managed out of London. They have um, over 150 PR companies that are getting their information, their directions from London, 
and then they propagated it all across the media. And then the media, and I'm sure you've covered this in different, um, with different interviews and different people, they get their messages and then that's what they have to follow for that day. Right. They have to make sure they get those messages out. That's why we saw overnight, literally overnight, uniform messaging across the entire world because of this this uh, top-down process that they're using. They had it all in place and they have it all in place now. And and so it's scripted media narratives. What they do you know, is to manipulate the public and what they do is that they, they continually feed you with uh, war propaganda to get you to support their agenda, whatever that agenda is. And they give you the positive media stories that will support their agenda and the negative media story stories over at, against Russia or whoever their enemy is so that they can manipulate you into supporting their agenda. And Sarah, in our, last two minute, in our last two minutes, what's the most effective way of folks to not support their agenda? Well, turn it off, right? I mean, yeah. basically, they have been proven to not be a trusted source, period. We should treat people we don't trust accordingly. We can't keep turning them on if we don't trust them because they know how to push your buttons and manipulate you. So don't let them. Listen to trusted sources that you, not just one, you know, independent media that you found to trust. Don't trust everything they say either don't trust everything dave says everything i say go do your homework make sure right. it's collaborated by other trusted sources and then that's how you make your decisions and that's how you put an end to this tyranny that we're under sarah i'd like to thank you for everything you have done are doing and will do folks i encourage you to follow sarah at sarahwestall.com 24 7. Sarah, again, thank you for everything you have done, are doing, and will do. Thank you for your perseverance, dedication, and sacrifice. And folks, thank you for joining us today. Until next time, Dave Janda signing off. Dream big and dare to fail. Thanks for joining us today.